đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you And welcome to the episode of Team Count My Radio, everyone. Happy Monday. Hope you guys are having a great day. Right now, it's getting really pretty, pretty hot here in Texas. At least in my area. And hopefully, hopefully the, the weather will calm down a bit. Well, just update, look up. I just looked up the weather. Well, it's not improving. So, ah, suck. But hopefully you guys are staying absolutely, you know, chilled. Make sure you drink some pla- Drink plenty of water, guys. And and also make sure do not stay outside for too freaking long because that's gonna suck. And of course, July fourth is coming up in about next week or so, next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so hope you guys are celebrating something. Maybe do some barbecue. Make sure to cool down a bit because it's gonna. I know it's gonna get pretty hot as the month moves on. And let's get into what we really talking about today. So, and make sure to every Monday and Friday for our podcast. Series of nice attack underscores mental health shortcomings in Happy Hong Kong. That's what they said. After a brutal knife attack killed two women at a mall in, De- in Diamond Hill this month, Hong Kong police held a press conference which spelled out the, the shockingly indiscriminate nature of the assault. We found that the arrestee has a history of mental illness. No evidence has shown so far that the two deceased women knew him, a police officer said. The announcement rebutted false media speculations about one of the victims being a former girlfriend of the attacker, but also prompted questions. Are people with mental health disorders dangerous? Was mental health the sole explanation for the assault? The alleged attacker in Hollywood Plaza, the one in Hong Kong, not Hollywood, California, has previously been diagnosed with schizophrenia, according to local media reports. The hospital authority said he had received all necessary assistance from public community support services, as per the guidelines, and committed the murders a few days before a scheduled follow-up consultation with a um, psychiatrist. More snipes assaults and murders were reported in the day days after the Diamond Hill tragedy, prompting reporters to ask police the same question each time. Had the suspect in question been diagnosed with any mental disorder before? In internet post, some Hong Kongers have begun um, strategically called calling to say an international knife tropolis or a brave new Hong Kong mocking the police for allegedly allocating resources to national security instead of public safety. Amidst rising crime rates, police have denied that that this is the case. Um, here's the thing. Why would focus on why would diverting half of this stuff fully to national security and then only a small percentage going to public safety? This is something this is something that we focus on so they focus so much on that they are forgetting that there are plenty of more dangerous crimes out there than just national security. Like the United States. We'll focus so much on murder. We'll focus so much on robbery and focus so much on drugs. Those things are very important. But national security, not much because it's not really national security. Like if there's anything national security wise. If you're in Hong Kong, speak out against the government can also enough to be a national security threat, which kinda makes no sense. Government officials reiterations to the public and lawmakers that there was no signs of inadequacy in the city's mental health services have also been increasingly questioned. Hong Kong Free Press has spoken to a frontline psychiatrist and psychiatry scholar to, dev- to, to um, delve into the possible root causes of the attacks and whether they are symptoms of worsening mental health in the city. Despite the official launch of a post-COVID Happy Hong Kong campaign. Describe the stabbings in Hollywood Plaza as an isolated inc- um, event without any war- without any warning sign. 
Undersecretary for Health Libby Lee told lawmakers on Monday that the, tra- the tragedy was unrelated to a shortage of manpower and mental health services. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Eric Chen, a psychiatry professor at the University of Hong Kong, offered his own understanding of the term isolate event to Hong Kong Free Press. <laughs> Let's say if a tsunami hits us tomorrow, the strongest in the past decades, and there was casualties, while one may call such a disaster an isolated incident event, we should also call we should also ask what happened to the absurd um observatory? Why didn't they give a warning? Was our equipment up to standards or up to date? If the equipment was not performing as it should, then it's not an isolated incident, isolated event. The observatory in the in the metaphor, public counseling services and other treatments offered to people suffering from mental disorders had always been understaffed, the scholar added. According to the hospital authority, or HA, a psychiatrist in the public hospital systems would on average have 761 patients on their books. The total, uh, the total number of psychiatrists had fallen about 300 short of the World Health Organization standard, which in Hong Kong's case recommends 700 psychiatrists. It would be a joke to say the incident has no direct connections to a manpower shortage. We were just too used to a lack of manpower sometimes. But now, two people have died. Is it not really preventable, Chen asked? Unlike the stereotype for medical professionals in the private sector, Willie Wong, who had just pulled an all-nighter at work, showed up at a cafe near his clinic in a t-shirt. Having worked in the public hospital systems for 15 years, the veteran psychiatrist expressed his worries to Hong Kong Press on a possible reaction to the stabbings in, in Hollywood Plaza. Every time such incidents happen, everyone would be tense and rushing to react. And every time they urge, they urge an increase in manpower to shorten the waiting time for mental health services. But after allocating more resources, the authority would expect you to meet certain quali- um, quantifiable targets, Wong told our free press. Shorter waiting times and more patients receiving treatments are often achieved at the expense of a quality of service, he said. For psychiatrists, the quality of the consultation is directly related to the time invested in each patient, and this time cannot possibly afford another cut, both Wong and Chen said. For Wong, the ideal time for each consultation is is around an hour, but he said psychiatrists in the public hospital are currently only given an average of 5 minutes to talk to a patient including the time spent writing reports and arranging a follow-up consultation. How would anyone be ready to open their hearts just like a in just five minutes? No way, Wong asked. <laughs> no, uh, no, he didn't say no way, I said no way. You think five minutes? Nah, you should be longer. Wong asked about, Wong did not ask what I just said. The focus on speed over quality has also affected medical training in the city. As the chair of the Hong Kong Youth, Hong Kong Youth Psychiatry Department, Chen said insufficient consultation time was an obstacle. When the entire training environment is forcing the students to see a patient for only a couple minutes, how do we instill in them the sensitivity to detect subtle clues, he says. The Health Bureau, while denying the mall attacker lacked medical support and follow-up, said it nonetheless recognized the staff shortages and mental health services. That's why we propose optimizing the ratio of case managers to patients with severe mental illness, the undersecretary told lawmakers on Monday. Following a meeting with its advisory body on mental health a week after the brutal stabbings, the government proposed 10 enhanced measures to to support people with mental need, with mental health needs, including optimizing the ratio of a case manager, psychiatric nurses, an occupational therapist, or a social worker to patients with severe mental disorder to no higher than one forty. This means this would mean they cater to the needs of no more than forty people at a time. Expanding the use of psychiatric oral drugs or injections with fewer side effects, shorten the median waiting time for patients and enhancing communication between the hospital authority and the social welfare department.
Well, amongst other proposed measures. The measures are too vague, Chen, Chen who serves on an advisory board on mental health to Hong Kong Free Press. He says psychiatric drugs with fewer side effects exist 20 years ago, and hospitals were already using them on a daily basis. Are we really, are we really not using them often, often enough? Or is it the authority is going to relax the budget limit for medics to use those drugs? To what extent will the relaxation be? All these issues were not, uh, were not addressed here, he said. In addition, while the government has suggested shortening the median waiting time for urgent cases from week from two weeks to one week, for for and for semi-urgent cases from eight weeks to four, the actual waiting time already met those targets, according to the hospital authority's website. To put it in a nutshell, the proposed the ten proposed measures, including setting up a service hotline, better communication, and enhanced technical training, were either measures that were already in effect or goals that were set in the past but have not yet been achieved. And they've never and they never addressed the root of the problem, lack of manpower, Chen said. Both Chen and Wang said the government should consider enhancing the public the public private partnership and psychiatric services, which was newly introduced last year, to lighten the burden of psychiatrics of psychiatrists and public hospitals. However such cooperation would eventually implying spending more to subsidize the service provided by private clinics to Professor Ed. The administrative workload might also increase if hospital doctors had to, had to select patients suitable for transfer to, to private clinics. It would, be, it would be difficult if no extra resources were allocated to them, Chen said. The hospital story said the Public, the public-private partnership program was also was only extended to psychiatric services last year. The medical the medical staff was still in the process of identifying suitable patients to be transferred. It said it would monitor the program closely and maintain communication with the advisory body and others involved. Psychiatrists, groups, and health authorities said the crime rate for people with mental illnesses is lower than that of the general population, but, st- but the, stigmatization, um, the stigmatization of people with mental needs is still widespread in Hong Kong on the internet and elsewhere. Wong said some patients were troubled by news of the Diamond Hill attack. When they read the news, they became more aware of their emotional problems and more afraid of losing control too. He said, adding that mocking and misconceptions might keep people from getting the help they need. The COVID pandemic also hits mental health services, with hospitals accepting fewer psychiatric non-emergency cases. Some patients also stopped making recommended follow-up visits to doctors. After three years of isolation, Hong Kong is desperate to get back to normal. However, despite the celebration of the city's return from chaos to prosperity or the government's Happy Hong Kong campaign, certain groups in society, including those struggling with their mental health, may be left behind. And I agree. While some patients simply became lost to follow-ups during COVID-19, the condition of others such as students with special education needs worsened irreversibly, Wong said. Even though our daily lives and society are gradually returned to normal, can the life of some of these patients return to normal? I really doubt it. First, we need to make to make even more efforts to resume giving them the care we did previously, he said. The pandemic not only affected the accessibility of the mental health services, but hit the city economically, socially, and emotionally. In May, the University of Hong Kong released a study indicating that a quarter of young people, young Hong Kong people, were thought to have suffered from mental health issues with depression the most prevalent order. Former Justice Secretary Wang, uh, Wang Yanglong, who also chairs the official advisory body on mental health, said, the, said in the press conference, releasing the study that mental health was a white a wide-ranging subject linked to economics and other factors. It's not just an emotional thing to keep yourself happy. But of course, it's not as simple as just, you know, putting up, as, uh, you know, putting up some campaign. There is a lot to be done, the senior barrister added. 
responding to Hong Kong Free Press questions about his views on the Happy Hong Kong campaign. Willie Wong said while some people were more valuable to stress the environment of Hong Kong, its housing problems, overcrowding, the economy, and long working hours could also trigger psychiatric issues. When the space for someone has shrunk, it's easier to be in a bad temper, hence conflicts with others might surge. Over the past decades, Hong Kong has seen a worrying trend on the mental health of its population in various research and surveys. Ranking 83, 83rd out of the 137 in the United Nations World Happiness Report in 2022. The Hong Kong Mental Health Index Survey, released an annually by multiple rehabilitation and public institutions, revealed that the average score of the mental health index for Hong Kong people has been below the passing grade for five consecutive years since 2018. Does a recent series of assaults suggest deeper concerns about life in Hong Kong? I think it all comes down to our attitudes towards life and the values Hong Kong as the as a city, as a city have been has been promoting. Chen said, trying to explain the city's unique um, melancholy, melancholy atmosphere compared to other parts of the world hit by COVID-19 and social unrest. The scholar who led the, the Hong Kong U study on young people's mental health cited the academic pressure on Hong Kong students. Everyone knows that the students are so stressed they feel like nothing matters anymore if they fail the examination. There are the values Hong Kong society has been upholding that economic success is the only thing that matters, Chen said. Amidst a continuing exodus up from Hong Kong, more and more, more and peop, more and more people discussing immigration plans on the internet forums said they were motivated not only by political changes but by the prospect of a potentially happier, happier lifestyle. Guard. Some people interviewed by Hong Kong Free Press for another feature said they would rather raise children outside Hong Kong to secure a happier education for them. In this context, boosting psychiatric support might be deemed by some as treating these symptoms instead of the root cause. Chen agreed that psychiatric medics were, to some extent, putting out fires in a, in a perpetually combustible environment. However, even though they did not do much about, the envi- about that environment, they can still support individual patients. Of course, you would ask, if the happiness index of Hong Kong were higher, wouldn't the number of people with mental illness become lesser? I believe it would, but it would require our entire society to work on it, Chen said. Looking at the bigger picture, some of the problems may be beyond the ambit of government policies, but were still capable of being tackled, such as the words of choice of words used to refer people with receiving mental illness treatment. To pressure put to pressure put on, put on students or employees, Chen said he has little hope that policies and other support for patients would be enhanced in ways he has suggested. However, even though I do not hold high hopes for it, we still try our best, our very best, to set clear targets and to make every effort to achieve them. That way, we can look deep. People of Hong Kong in the face. I don't know why we're focused. I don't know why these people are focusing so much on you know things like the um, what you call it. Oh yeah, national security. Why are we focusing so much on national security and we can't focus on something that's much more important? So Stanley's trial. Stanley's unnecessary to prove Hong Kong editor's seditious intent. Persecution argues. Persecutors have begun their closing arguments in the sedition trial against Hong Kong's outlet stand news, and two other and two of its former editor arguing that there was no need to prove the editor's sedition intent. Chun Poiking, former ed- chief editor of Stand News, and Patrick Lam, former acting editor of the outlet, stand accused of conspiring to publish seditious publications along with the outlet that was parent company Best Pencil Limited. The trial, which began last October and it was originally set to last for for 20 days, was expecting to hear a closing arguments between um, from June 19th to to 21. 
However, the closing arguments was, were adjourned last Monday after lead prosecutor Lauren Ng applied for a 14-day sick leave due to a COVID infection. The judge ordered the trial to resume a week later as the defense opposed the lengthy adjournment. And appeared in, in court as scheduled on Monday. COVID caught me by surprise, she said. The prosecutor coughed occasionally while delivering her arguments, saying that she would try, she would try to last as long as she could, saying she was still supposed to be on sick leave. Saying the judgment of the 1868 Irish co- case that racism is a crime against society, nearly allied to that of treason, and said show that the sedition law was deemed necessary 150 years ago. A time when television, radio, and internet were yet to be invented. Online online outlets that news had a greater influence on public opinions than traditional media. Hence, distributing seditious publications was more serious than committing an impulsive seditious act, she said. The prosecution said it did not matter whether the two former chief editors had this seditious intent. Instead, the focus should be whether the material was seditious and whether the editor knew they were seditious. Since we can only infer the sedition intentions of publications, but not the intentions of a of a person, making the editor's seditious intent essential to the offense would make it non-persecutable, and said. Calling the sedition law preemptive, in nature, the lead prosecutors also said the impact of Stan News articles then does not matter. What was important uh, was ne- whether the editors had foreseen the impact of the articles ahead of publishing the, uh, publishing them. Judge Goldwhite King, who is handling the case, previously ruled that seditious intent was an essential element of the of the offense in the case against five Hong Kong. Se- Five Hong Kong speech therapists found guilty of publishing a series of seditious children's books. Kwok told the prosecution that they could still try to convince him otherwise. The prosecution argued that the red lines surrounding press freedom were not, were not as the ambiguous as the defense had claimed, and that the sedition law did not intend to outlaw all political speech. Only that which is which is subversive. I don't know what they mean by subversive, but publishing about the Democrat Party or interview of a pro-Beijing group is not seditious or subversive. Saying them saying that most of the people arrested for sedition in recent years were ordinary people, and said said a strong anti-government sentiment was still present in society. Where is where is their source of information? She asked uh, rhetorically. And also said that most pe- most of the People who have been arrested for sedition have pled guilty, proving that they had committed the offense without, despite knowing where the red line was. Those people know what they have done, the prosecution said. The sedition's message happened to indoctrinate a deep-rooted anti-government ideology in Hong Kong, resulting in unfavorable and disruptive society, concluded. I'm sorry, criticizing the government does not cause any kind of problem. I can guarantee you that. I can bet with that. And also cited various legal cases to prove that the media was not exempt from legal liability. She held that the sedition law uh, charge against Stan News did not infringe on press freedom in Hong Kong. Even if there are infringements, the infringement is so insignificant as compared to the state security, signed the Code of Ethics enacted by several local journalist associations. The prosecution said journalists would be protected by freedom only if they have fulfilled their journalistic, journalistic duties to maintain objectivity and accuracy. Otherwise, everyone involved, from the printer to the editors, should be held accountable too. The trial will continue on Tuesday. I don't understand why they they are doing this anyway. Of course, they will continue Tuesday, but at the same time, they should also understand why this is happening. Why the society are so anti-government? It's because the government suppresses them on their voice and their words. If you don't consider that, then that's your problem. Fifty-six-year-old Gao Kao holdout fails China's university entrance exams for twenty-seventh time.
After failing to achieve a high enough score on China's dreaded college entry exam for the 27th time, 56-year-old 56, 56 Liang Shi is, is beginning to wonder if he will ever make it to his dream university. Liang, a self-made millionaire, has taken the grueling Gaokao exam, exam dozens of times over the past four decades, hoping to earn a top a earning place at top-tier Sichuan University and fulfill his ambitions of becoming an intellectual. By most measures, Liang ha- has had a successful life. He had worked his way up from a ment- from a, a manual job on a, on a factory floor to establishing his own construction material business, making millions of yuan in the process, but his university dreams had far eluded him. In his, in his quest for a prestigious higher education, he had put in a 12-hour study days, abstained from drinking and playing mahjong, and endured the media mocking him as the Gaokao holdout, as well as the online suspicion that it was all a publicity stunt. Despite, but despite months of uh, living like a stag monk, this year, Lang was 34 points short of the provincial baseline for getting to any university. Before I got the results, I had a feeling that I wouldn't be able to get a high enough score to enter an elite university, he told Hong Kong, he told AFP. But I didn't expect to make to not make it into the ordinary ones. Shortly before 10 p.m. Friday, along with hundreds of thousands of high school, school students across Sich, uh, southwestern Sichuan province, the gray-haired businessman carefully typed in his examination identification information and nervously waited to find out how he done. Several local media reporters live streamed the scene were also avidly checking for updates and from, and from their disappointment expressions, Long knew before he even saw the screen himself that the results was not ideal. It's all for it's all done for again this year, he said to himself. It's very regrettable. In the past, Leon repeat repeat miss uh, missed failed to deter him. Mrs. failed to deter him. Every time he fell short, he vowed to try again the, the year, the next year. Now, for the first time in decades, he is wondering if his hard work will ever lead to anything. If I truly can't see much hope for the improvement, there is no point doing it again. I really did work very hard every day, he said t- tiredly. It's hard to say whether I would keep on preparing for the Gaokao next year, he admitted. But a life without Gaokao preparation is almost unthinkable to him. It is a hard decision to make, and I am not willing to give up either, he mused. If I if I were to if I were to stop taking the Gaokao, every cup of tea I drank for the rest of my life would taste a regret. <clears throat> poor guy who actually poor guy that he wasn't able to do anyway. I'm hoping that I don't think he's a holdout. Call him a holdout, call him whatever you want. I don't think he's a holdout, at least in my estimation. I don't like calling anybody like him a holdout because it's just it's just not it's just not my ideal to call a guy like that who just you know he tried hard as much as he can and felt like they don't give him enough chance. Of course, like a, like a like a friendly guy who always support like a friendly country who support a non-friendly country like they always do. Beijing supports Russia in protecting national stability, China's foreign ministry says. China on Sunday said it supported Russia in protecting national stability in, in Beijing's first official remark on a short-lived armed uprising led by the head of the Wagner of the, uh, the Wagner mercenary group, Yevgeny Progress. I can't even pronounce his name. I apologize for that. Jimmy Prozen. As a friendly neighbor, a new a new era comprehensive strategic co- um, cooperative partner, China support Russia and protecting national security, national stability, and achieving development and prosperity, the foreign ministry said in a statement. The issue was was Russia's internal affairs, the ministry added. Beijing had until late Sunday refrained from commenting on the Wednesday ter- weekend's turmoil in Russia, which saw the mutiny leader agree to go into exile after President Vladimir Putin was forced to accept an amnesty deal. 
On Sunday, China's Foreign Minister Chen Gan met with Russia's Russia's Deputy Foreign Minister Andrei Rudenko in Beijing. The two diplomats discussed China's Russia's relations. Beijing said, as well as the international and regional issues of the common concerns. In, a re- in his readout of the of the talks, Moscow said Beijing has expressed support for the efforts of the of the leadership of the Russian Federation to stabilize the situation in the country. China and Russia have ramped up economic co- cooperation and diplomatic contacts in recent years with their strategic partnership growing closer since the invasion of Ukraine. Beijing says it is a neutral party in war, but has been criticized by the West, Western countries for refusing to condemn Moscow for its ties with Russia. Analyst says China holds the upper hand in the relationship with Russia, and that its sway that is growing as Moscow's international isolation deepens. I'm not surprised why this is actually happening. The fact it's happening is because of the illegal invasions of Ukraine. <laughs> it's almost as costly and it's a waste of money. 80% of low-income youth unfamiliar with government support scheme, NGO says. More than 80% of low-income of low-income Hong Kong youth said they were inf- unfamiliar with the government's Youth development blueprint, with many unaware of the public, of the policies assisted. Now, if you don't announce it to many people, how are they gonna know what's what it is? It just it just doesn't work that way. So it's best up for them to explain it or even tell anybody about it. It would have been it would have been a good idea actually. According to a survey of an eighty four low income Hong Kong resident age fourteen to Surrey, conducted by the NGO. A third of respondents said they were unfamil- very unfamiliar with the initiative, while almost half, almost half, forty-seven point six percent, were quite unfamiliar. Less than a fifth of the residents, at nineteen percent, said they were f- quite familiar with the initiative, while none of them said they were very familiar. The so-called <clears throat> study showed the youth blue, um, development blueprint unveiled by the government last December includes more than 160 measures in, uh, relating <clears throat> to housing, entrepreneurialism, and career development to instill, to instill young Hong Kongers with an affection for our country in Hong Kong and equip them with a global perspective and inspi- an, an aspiring mindset and positive thinking. But Soko's di- Deputy Director, Chie Lai Sun, said young Hong Kongers were more focused on survival than national affairs. They don't have the time nor the energy to worry about other issues, she said at a press conference on Sunday. To add that over half of the respondents said they were not aware that the government had announced the blueprint earlier in December, while 63.1% said they have not read the actual blueprint. Respondents also made their priorities known regarding the government scheme, with more than 65% saying they hope for more opportunities for upward social stability. 62% said, saying they hope for more career opportunities, and almost 60% calling for rent allowances for young Hong Kongers waiting to be allocated a, pu- to be allocated a public rental flat. Going to the blueprint, the government aims to support young people to find jobs or start businesses in the Greater Bay Area and to identify land for for housing development, increase supply of youth hostel, hostel places, and relaunch the Starter Home Project for Hong Kong residents. What they're working on is up to me to be seen. Additionally, half of the survey respondents Call for a scheme to tackle youth poverty, which stood at 20.8 percent in the first quarter of the 2023. Soko said, citing census and statistics department data that marks a download trend from 22.3 percent peak in 2020, following a gradual increase from 18.1 percent in 2015.
Sam proposed that the Youth Development Commission, the body that oversees the blueprint, should involve youth representatives from working class background in the policy making process to better address young Hong Kong's needs. She also said the blueprint should be made legally binding to strengthen the, its implementation and monitoring. Soko said on, in February that the Hong Kong government has failed to address low-income workers' needs in this 2023 budget. Says that the, the budget addressed did not sufficiently address poverty um, alleviation and, and that most of the measures put forward by by finance chief Paul Chen was simply holdovers from the previous year's budget. Now, if you ask me now, do you think this budget does anything to help me people in a low-income family? You may say yes, but does it really do? But does it really do anything about it? <laughs> Film censorship law does not apply to government. Hong Kong censors said after Hong Kong publicity movie shown without vetting. Hong Kong films. Uh, film censorship law does not apply to government screening. The city's censorship authority has said after local media report that a police publicity film was screened at police headquarters despite having not having going gone through the official vetting process. The Office for Film, Newspaper, and Article Administration told Hong Kong Free Press on Monday that the film censorship ordinance did not apply to films shown by the government. Under the ordinance, which was amended in 2021, to include national security clauses, all film must be approved by by the Office for Film, Newspaper, and Article Administration to be screened publicly in Hong Kong. Any, any that are deemed contrary to national security can be barred from screening, or the authority can request change, so that's removal of certain scenes. A screening of Guarding Our City with Faith, the peak prequel, a Hong Kong police promotional film, was held at the police headquarters in Wan Chai last Tuesday. The film feature, featured police chief Raymond Siu and at least three other top officers. The Office for Film, Newspaper, and Article, and, and article Administration said that the film screening at the police headquarters was exempt from the ordinance, but the screening of the same movie organized by non-governmental organizations will have to still have to seek approval. As of Monday, the film could not be found in the, in the Office for Film, Newspaper, and Article Administration film classification records. The movie, lasting just over a half an hour, was the second police publicity video published in just over two years. The first film, Guarding Our City, was released in January 2021 in a 14-minute long clip involving over 600 officers, according to the police. According to a, mon- a Monday search of the, of the Office for Film, Office for Film, Office for Film, Newspaper, and Argo Administration records by Hong Kong Free Press, Guarding Our City did not appear on the film classification records. The police also told Hong Kong Free Press on Monday that the film censorship ordinance did not apply to the government. Guarding Our Save with Faith, the prequel, is a police publicity video to promote a positive image of the police and foster cooperation between the police and residents, and should not be compared for, uh, with for-profit com- commercial films, the police said. The police at uh, that they welcome supportive organizations to hold free public screening, and that the film has received a permit for public screen for public screening purposes. I don't get it why it makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. See, because it doesn't make sense when they said when they said that um, everybody has to go do screening, but only them, the Hong Kong government itself, does not need to go through that. It just doesn't make any sense to me, at least. Because if you, you tell others to do it, and then you don't do it to yourself, it just doesn't it just doesn't sound fair. It's like, the, oh, the government puts up anything you want, but for people like us, independent filmmakers or whatever, cannot bring stuff up. It just doesn't work that way. We'll explain more after the break. Welcome back. 
National security does not impact freedom of assembly, Hong Kong Justice Minister claims. Be- the Beijing imposed national security law does not impa- impact citizens' for- uh, freedom of assembly, Hong Kong Justice Minister Paul Lam claimed on Sunday. However, in his interview with iCable, he added that more radical actions such as blocking growth might not be a violation of the sweeping security legislation. They could not violate other law. They could violate other laws. Some union friends may use some more radical actions such as blocking roads, said Lam. We might we have to give a warm reminder that even though these actions might not be a violation of national security law, they may be violations of other laws. Like dis like nuisance or stuff like that. I guess that's what I think. I would encourage that fighting for rights is totally reasonable. But we cannot stop at nothing to achieve our goals," said the Justice Minister. The Justice Minister comments came after Hong Kong scored 3.2 out of 10 in empowerment in the latest annual data from the Human Rights Measurement Initiative released last Thursday. The score suggested that many people in the city were not enjoying their civil liberties and political freedoms, including freedom of speech, assembly, and association, the group said. The human the human rights measurement initiative said that uh, that the city was performing worse than average on empowerment rights other than our regions surveyed in this in the study. Human rights experts also identified that groups in Hong Kong, including human rights advocates, people who protest or engage in nonviolent political activities, and those with particular political affiliation or beliefs, were at risk of having their rights to harass to assembly and association violated. Human Rights Measurement Initiative said. The, the expert surveyed also cited the pro- prohibition of the rights of assembly for any groups expressing opposition to the government's policies or official positions, and the police barring public public assemblies and protest poli- and protests on pretext of COVID-19 measures when talking about the groups facing limited freedom of speech, the Human Rights Measure Initiative said. Saturday will mark the 26th anniversary of Hong Kong's handover to China. Traditionally, it did, traditionally did protest and fundraising for pro-democracy groups. The city's handover anniversary has not seen such demonstration since 2020. Police Chief Raymond Xiu said, said last Saturday that the police had received an application for a vehicle demonstration on the handover anniversary. Sue said that the police was conducting a full-scale assessment before determining whether to issue a letter of no objection. In Hong Kong, organizers of any silent rallies over a hundred people or pe- or protests of over thirty people must obtain must obtain a police notification for for their event to go ahead. Also, no as a letter of no objections or they risk persecution. Think about how many people protested this last year. Not much. The only last time it looks like a joke. It's just setting up their own cordons and stuff like that. It just doesn't look like a protest that I actually would think would have been. It just looks, I should say, draconian. Taiwan residents warned against stepping into the minefield when traveling to Hong Kong and update guidelines. Taiwan's residents have been warned against accidentally stepping into a minefield and being arrested under Hong Kong's national security law while traveling to the city by the self-ruled island's authority. The Mainland Affairs Council of Taiwan recently updated a section on its website dedicated to Hong Kong's Kong's national security law, informing people of behaviors uh, that might be considered offenses under the Beijing Post legislation. The Mainland Affairs Council spokesperson, John Jehort, said during a regular press conference on June, 4th, June 15th. In, recent, in a recently updated PDF called When in Rome, Do As the Romans Do to, risk the, to Reduce the Risk. The Mainland Affairs Council gathered 21 examples of national security and sedition cases in Hong Kong. And said, based on the actual cases, these behaviors are at risk of being considered a crime. Cases including chanting or presenting slogans relating to Hong Kong independence in public space, mourning a man who died after stabbing a police officer in front of a shopping mall, planning to protest at Hong Kong's liaison office 
on the day of Beijing's held opening ceremony of the Winter Olympics, mourning the team and crackdown due to performance arts. At the bottom of the list, the Mainland Affairs Council used an icon of landmine to highlight that the Hong Kong government was seeking to ban the circulations of protest song going to Hong Kong with criminal intent. The Mainland Affairs Council has received numerous inquiries related to reducing the risk of travelers in Hong Kong and Macau, which is which is why the authorities updated its website, Jen said during the during the press conference. People call called asking whether they would violate the law, if they sang a certain song or just had a digital version of the song, or wore clothes of a specific color. But we don't need to be too afraid, Jen said. It might be it might be a bit inconvenient. But we should not try to offend the Hong Kong authorities so that there can so that there can be safe and smooth exchanges between the people from Taiwan and Hong Kong. The Mainland Affairs Council also reminded Taiwan residents to register their personal information with the government before going to Hong Kong to allow the authorities to assist anyone who may be arrested in the city. The Mainland Affairs Council has been criticizing Hong Kong's national security law since the legislation came to effect in June 30 of 2020, accusing the law of tearing up Be- uh, Beijing's commitments to Hong Kong's, Hong Kong's one country, two systems mode, uh, mode of governance and of violating democracy and human rights. Coincidentally, f- this Friday will be the anniversary of it. As of May, 20th, as of May 25th, 251 people have been arrested over suspected acts and activities that endanger national security, the Security Bureau told Hong Kong Free Press. Among them, 150 people and five companies have been charged. On its website, special, special sections on Hong Kong national security law, the Mainland Affairs Council has a page called Landmines of the, of the Draconian Law, a Q&A about the law, and also a series of infographics illustrating the legislation. Even if you are not Hong Kong and do not reside in Hong Kong, you can run you run a, the risk of being arrested if you enter Hong Kong or transit through the cities with the so-called criminal behavior. The Mainland Affairs Council said in infographics for cr- for criminal acts, the Mainland Affairs Council listed examples of landmines such as participating in activities calling for Hong Kong or Taiwan's independence, including on social including on social media, carrying 2019 protest posters to f- on flights. Hong Kong and criticizing the Beijing and Hong Kong government. You think it has nothing to do with you, but it is closely related to you, the Mainland Affairs Council published infographics read. So as you may know, it's very scary that it happens actually. And it's something that we don't want to happen. And this is something that we have many people in Hong Kong have feared a lot. That if it passed, this will happen. So one final report for today. Hong Kong pro-democracy private radio to stop broadcasting after founder says station bank accounts locked. Citizen Radio, a pro-democracy pri- uh, pirate radio station, will cease operating on cease operating on Friday after its founder said the station's bank account has been frozen. Founded in founded in 2005 by ex-legislature legislator the Bog Chunking Singh. The station has been previously raided. Has been uh, previously been raided by the government on suspicion of using an illegal radio trans- transmitter for FM audio broadcasting. Just in a statement, in a statement published on Facebook, Facebook last Friday, thanks to those who had volunteered for the radio and the station's audience. It has been difficult for the program to invite guests in the face of in the face of a free. Free fall changes of the political situations, red lines, and pre um pre, um pre-realist situation after the umbrella and anti-extradition bill movements. The post reads. Recently, Citizen Radio's bank account has was even was even locked, and we can only afford rent until August. After that, after that, we can't we could not continue. Therefore, resignedly, Citizen Radio has to suspend its broadcast. The post reads. The station has hosted a number of prominent Democrats on the show, including the late founder of the Hong Kong Hong Kong Alliance in support of Patriotic Democratic Movements of China, Sito Wa, and ex-Democratic Party chairs Albert Ho and Emily Lau. Long-haired Long Guo member of the Pro-Democracy League of Social Democrats, one of the city's last active active pro-democracy groups, was one of the hosts of the station.
Lone is currently in a rep is currently in reprimand in remand facing trial under the Beijing Post National Security Law. Un over a unofficial primary election for a legislative council election. This is something that it shows that this is a very scary situation that we're facing in. You know. You you may say, well at least it stops um certain problems, but you gotta understand. This is something that we want to hear a lot. Tell you what, this is something that many people have a lot of fear on. Think about this. Imagine having a radio show and then eventually having it shut down. So what would there So what would there be something for you to podcast to report on? Because the thing is are you allowed? Are you allowed to report anything that are considered to be anti-government? No, it would be fairly impossible if that happens. So anything you're trying to talk about, report or anything, it could be very difficult nowadays. So it's no longer what we want. It's no longer it's no longer the Hong Kong that we know of, freedom of speech and freedom of press. Hong Kong is not Hong Kong anymore. I can guarantee you on that. So what do you think should? Should all of us continue to fight or risk going to jail? Well, it's up to you guys just up for discussions. And thank you for joining guys. Make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And of course, we hopefully you guys are staying safe. And hopefully you guys are staying nice and cool. Because it's pretty hot outside. And that's it for today. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cam My Radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great day. Take care. <laughs> At host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. At host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.